what it do lovers of crappy sports opinions all over the world <laughs> it is thursday may 20th and this is your elevated takes podcast it is shady over there's rj we're coming at you live how's it going today bud i am on cloud nine today uh Ooh. we'll get into it later into hot really shit soaring, eh? but really soaring, let's eh? just go Let's go Tigers. RJ's uh, becoming the how, Jersey guy. RJ RJ's yeah. repping repping all the squads. Just my squads. That's well, it, man. Right, right, I just right. rep my squads. That's it. Yeah, but we've we've already established earlier on our podcast that you love squads all over. You have no allegiances. You got no balls, man. You got no allegiances. No, You're all over the I, place. I don't understand. False. That is that is false and <laughs> that's slander. I have slander. allegiances. They are just two certain teams. My teams are all not located. My teams are not all located in one city. They don't have to be, but I'm a legend. Yeah, to one hey, team. And that's, that's I, what I, we, I root for one team. And that's what we love about sports, right? You can you can fall in love with anybody far and wide, especially in this day and age. And that's why we're here. We're here to talk to you exactly. about every sport far and wide, A to Z. So why don't we get into it, RJ? What do you got for hot shit tonight? Okay. Well, I already alluded to it. Spencer Turnbull threw a no-hitter last night. There we go. He had nine Ks. And the thing that I liked about this, so, like, the Tigers, not good this year. Like, I'm not going to pretend they are. They're just not good. So things like this shine a light, shine a light on my day and make me oh so happy because with only nine strikeouts, he had, I believe, 118 pitches. This was really a team no-hitter, which sounds weird. But a team no-hitter where it was defensive stop after defensive stop after defensive stop. There were some great uh, defensive plays by Cantelario. Cantelario. Uh, he made a great, great catch in the uh, hot corner. Threw it over to first to stop mm-hmm. the uh, the runner. So that was not a hit. And mm-hmm. then he caught a nice fly ball, which was a little trickier than you would have thought. Because I believe it was in the middle of the eighth. So like I think the second out of the eighth inning. And so mm-hmm. everyone wants to get the out, right? Like everyone's trying to get this out. Oh, and so course. all the first, the first baseman, second base, well, the first baseman stayed, Miggy stayed, second baseman, third baseman, and him all go to catch this ball, which is right on the pitcher's mound. And so like it's a mound, so he tripped a little bit, but he caught it, so we're all good. Yeah, Tigers, we're doing great, and this just goes into what I was saying earlier about my elevated take on. Baseball is fun to watch. The oh, Tigers yeah, may not be good, but they have a great young rotation. And if you like good pitching, watch the Tigers because it's a lot of fun to watch them. It, they have great pitching. Yeah, but historically, it's not like the Tigers have ever taken advantage of a great rotation, right? I mean, think about it. What what was it? Less, yeah. About a decade ago, we had Verlander, Max Scherzer. Like we we had all these aces, and we let go of them all to try and rebuild a, a, an infield that was just complete and utter garbage. They were total yes, garbage. We had four four Cy Young winners on one rotation. I believe that is oh, true. Yeah. So yeah, I I get you, but it's fun to watch, and in a season where you know you're going to lose. 90 plus games at least you have something to watch you'll take it you'll take anything you'll take i'll take it (laughs) yeah for sure so my second my yeah um the hockey playoffs are going on like i don't know if other people know this because we haven't really talked yeah exactly oh we don't really talk a lot of hockey here but we should the stanley cup playoffs is by far my favorite playoff to watch that is the most entertaining sport to watch in the playoff mode. No doubt the, about it. Like, 
You might not get as many fights, but just the pure passion. The hits seem harder. The skates seem a little faster. It just, it's great. And if you ever at one of those games, I was at the last playoff game at the Joe Lewis Arena for the Detroit hey, Red Wings. The legend. It, the legend. Yeah. It was probably my favorite hockey game I've ever been to, and it was just the atmosphere. Like, you can't recreate it. Uh, the teams I'm watching, uh, I know it's kind of chalk a little bit because most of them are favorites, but whatever. They're teams I like. Toronto Maple Leafs, about time, you know, Canada won one. You know what I mean? So, like. Ooh, you're wrong. And I love. Ooh, ooh see, I love. I know, I'm a, I'm a Red Wings fan. I get it. But I they like took uh, Matthews. They took Babcock. Austin, Austin, Matthews, Austin Matthews threw Dylan Larkin's confidence in the gutter when he came out the year after and just slayed the league. I know. Like, but I like Austin Matthews. Like, he. Ugh. I, like, follow him off. I follow him off the ice, and he seems like a generally do, good dude who I could be friends with. So, Austin, you, know, you ever want to, you know, link up, let me know. And then my other team is going to be uh, the Penguins. And, again, another team that uh, the Red Wings usually hate. What is your deal, bro? What, I know. I know. Do it. you hate everything that is good? Like, what but, is going on here? <laughs> Sid the kid is no longer a kid. It's more like Sid the old guy. And I think it would be cool Sid for him vagina. to win. Sid the massive <laughs> pulsating vagina. Dude, yeah, well, oh, I think Sydney, you're talking be... <laughs> good about Sidney Crosby on my podcast. Yes. On a podcast that we do together, you're talking Our good podcast. about Sidney Crosby to me. Come on. Yeah, I think I think it'd be cool to watch deal? him win it. I think he has a he'll have a hard uh oh. path to get there. And then it'd be interesting to see my last team, my dark horse, would be Connor McDavid somehow getting through his squad. I don't the Oilers are not good enough, but he is such a great talent. When it comes to playoff hockey, like I said, it's just a whole different level. I want to watch more of him in the playoff hockey. Uh, that's that's what I like. That is my hot shit. Uh, what do you have for us, Shady? What do oh, you? I'm have? not gonna. I'm not gonna get into my hot shit until I get a chance to properly retort I, a bunch see, of the bull notice, crap that RJ was just Notice how I tried to skim right oh, over. Oh, I know what you're I've trying tried to, to do. skim over it. I just can't. Be, I just feel so broken. I mean, I just. I, I didn't. I had no idea that you felt that way about those particular teams, and it just it devastates me, bro. It devastates me. Um, honestly, I'll be with you. I'm pulling for the Caps. I love Ovechkin. He's the best. He's one of my favorite superstars that I've ever seen in hockey because there's something about hockey where superstars are just kind of douchebags. Uh, yeah. Lemieux, D-bag. I mean, Gretz, <laughs> Gretzky was Gretzky was a champion, and he would always be a champion. But Sidney Crosby, Sidney Crosby, dude, come on, man, come on. Yeah, and then I, I, get, I heard something like, I get it. I'm pretty sure I heard uh, McAfee just went on a tirade about how his team's not helping him out and how he's the best player to ever lace it up. Are you kidding me, Gordy Howe? Gordy Howe, Wayne Gretzky, the great ones. Yeah, like I'm not. Come I didn't, on, I man. didn't take it that far. Your 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 boy, uh, your boy was uh, McDavid had just scored like a like what was it like a hundred and three hundred and six total points this year, and I don't think Crosby yes. even broke eighty. Like I think he was somewhere in like the sixty range or something like that yeah, for no. the regular season. Mm-hmm. Like so, I I just think it's a kind of a joke. And like you said, he's he's not Sid the kid anymore. He's getting a little older, and and hockey mm-hmm. is a game of it's a it for the most part it's a young man's game unless you got people like Yarmir Yager playing until they're literal <laughs> dust on the ice. But hey, man, all right, I'm I'm done ragging on you. I'll get to my own hot okay. shit. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us back to baseball. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bore you with the worst team in baseball like my my colleague over there did though. Uh, I, I'm going to actually follow up on a hot shit that I brought to the table last week. Uh, Corbin Burns, I mentioned, he had set the most K's in MLB history without a walk to start the season at 58. 
well, that has just been broken. <laughs> in about 15 <laughs> minutes, that record was taken from him um, by the Yankees ace Garrett Cole. Uh, and he ultimately reached 61 uh, before. Yeah, great, great pitcher. Uh, before finally giving up a walk. And it, what's really kind of mind-blowing about that news to me, both of those records came in a loss. Uh, Yankees ended up losing that game. Uh, like I said, Burns didn't end up getting the win on on his game. So I don't know what it is about. Uh, I don't know what it is about pitchers losing streaks, but they're they're. It's like they're like I said, their their dugouts just don't want to keep playing for them, which I don't really understand. But yeah, that's really weird. Uh, for some reason, the stat you just said, the pitcher with the loss, uh, brought up another stat in my mind. Just about you know uh, about the Tigers. You know, I'm gonna bring it back to the Tigers real quick, and. Uh, <clears throat> Spencer Turnbull, he, he, yeah, <laughs> he had that no no hitter a uh, couple nights ago, right? Last night, and on that same night, there's a player who scored 50 points. That's never happened in history, except earlier this year when John Means had a no hitter, and I believe yep. it was Jason Tatum who mm-hmm. scored a 50 points. Yep. So it's just kind of cool that like things burger. that have never happened before like are happening this year when sports awesome. are back and alive. So yeah, okay, I'll let you. I'll get. I'm throwing it back to you. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, I think a lot of I think a lot of this uh, crazy stuff in sports is happening. Uh, I think the coronavirus happened and the universe got all out of whack. This is itself correcting yeah. itself. Nelson Mandela <laughs> effect, baby. Like something's going on where shit's just got to get back on track. Just throw some excitement out when it was a little dull. So, hey, good news. Also, throwing it out there, we haven't mentioned it on the podcast yet. If you haven't noticed, this is coming out on a Thursday instead of a Wednesday. Yes. Uh, there have been some cataclysmic weather down in RJ's neck of the woods, so it was a little hard to get something out there. So, sorry about the delay, folks and fans. I know you're you're really on our ass about keeping the schedule, so we got to make sure that we keep it up. But to, So, to, <laughs> to finish up hot shit, uh, my, other, uh, my other information for the night is Monty Williams, NBA head coach of the Phoenix Suns, who is looking like a mm-hmm. steal more and more. I believe he was in, uh, he was actually in contention for the Lakers job. At least they wanted him. I don't know if he ever even considered the job uh, before they hired Frank Vogel. Ended up going over to Phoenix. Uh, he was voted the 2021 Coach of the Year by his colleagues in the league. That's specifically being the NBA's Coaches Association. And from my perspective, I feel like as a coach, that's got to be the best the best way yeah, to, to like, show yourself. Like, if every other coach in the league feels like you're the best coach, like, hold your head up high, bro. Good job, Monty. You're killing it down there in Phoenix. Definitely. Gotta love it. And I just love it when the Phoenix Suns are good because I remember the run-and-gun D'Antonio team back there when they had yeah. they had Steve Nash, who I know is one of your favorite players of all time, mm-hmm. Amari Stoudemire when he was still a killer. I think, they ended up having, I think they ended up having Sean Marion for a long time as well. Um, they were a blast of a team. They never won because they had to go up against Kobe, <laughs> you know, like – Kobe and the Spurs, so it was literally Kobe yeah. doing his thing and Popovich doing his thing. Um, so yeah, I, I hope the I hope the Suns I hope the Suns make it at least to the Western Conference Finals this year. I, I really hope that they kill it because Monty Williams and that squad deserves it. They've been a fun team to watch. You know, Devin Booker is so talented, but he's not even like the main story of this team, and that's what's so great. Uh, Mo, I, I don't Bridges, I believe his name is Malik Mikhail. Bridges. Mikhail, Mikhail, that's it. Mikhail, I couldn't remember yep. it. He's been playing great this year. Absolute yep. stud. Oh, yeah, he is. Yep. Maybe he has been, but like that's the coaching, right? And having um, Chris Paul there, I, I always want to say oh, CP3, man. but like I should say the names, right? Yes. But like he has completely changed that team with the coaching. 
it's it's a recipe for success. And this is how you do it without getting the LeBrons, without getting your your, your big three, your, the way the Brooklyn's doing it. Great coaching and players who help, who are player coaches, basically. Yep, exactly. Although, I, I will tell you, I'm not always a fan of the player coach. Uh, and this is actually a pretty elevated take, I think. But Udonis Haslam, why are you still on that team? Just go start coaching. Like, you literally hit the pine and you punch a guy in the face just to get your team yeah, hyped up for so the playoffs dumb. is what it looked like. But it's like, and everyone's up in arms like, oh, every, like, Miami needs to treat, like, Miami is doing it right by these 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 guys. Like, oh, he's been around forever. It's like, we'll just pay him the same salary, but actually give him a coacher's job and mm-hmm. give one of the young kids another opportunity to play a little bit. Like, And obviously he didn't play. He literally just played the first minutes of the season and then literally popped a guy in the jaw. So I don't know how well that I don't know how well uh, I don't know how well Spo is saying that agreement went, but hey, you know. What? Yeah, no, I don't want to. Whatever, whatever. Like, I don't. I don't want to go too far down this because, like, you know, we have a structure and stuff. But like, technically, you kind of like just ruin not you, but when he Haslam does that, like that ruins basketball for me. This yeah. is not the WWE. It's this not, is hockey. not all dr- it's not hockey. Yeah, no, like no, it had no place in the game. Made no sense. I just yeah. I just hated everything about it, and if I, I've been like neutral on him, like I could care less about him. Not really, don't like him, don't hate him. Just he's a player in the NBA to me. Now I don't like him, and granted his yep. career is over. But like, why? What was the point of that? You just ruined time, and you just wanted drama. You made it about you rather than the team. Can't stand it. Yeah, like I mean, I I can't get in the dude's head, right? So maybe his his motive True, was the but... team. But this this ain't this ain't the the malice at the palace years you know what i mean this isn't the 90s this isn't yeah. the 80s so to to take somebody up like that like it is you, you kind of th- it's kind of a fairy it's kind of a fairy league right now you know what i mean the nba is just kind of a, a fairy league and just he being someone from an elder generation uh i don't know i guess it, it did rub me the wrong way too but speaking of older generations i got a hot i got a hot uh elevated take for you today that i think is gonna okay. bring up someone from udonis haslam's generation here okay so is that all your hot shit though yeah i gave you two sweet man do you want me to go first on the uh elevated takes or it seems like you kind of set yourself up pretty good I, i'd rather you just i can't wait i just I can't wait I did set myself up pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and I'm really scared now because my we don't so like we don't know each other's elevated takes. We say that all the time. I'm scared you're gonna take mine. So no, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely not taking. I can guarantee you this is not your take, but I do think it's a take that you're gonna agree with. I don't think it's like profoundly elevated. Like I don't think I'm Tesla living on Mars right now, elevated. But okay, it's pretty up there. I mean, I, I think you you are in one of like four camps. If you are not on mine for this take, is what I'll tell you. Okay. Well, Shady, if you are ready, your time, it will start now. Okay. What I'm bringing to you today, folks, lovely ladies and gentlemen of the crowd, is something that I think needs to be said and should have been said a long time ago, and it's it's basically been retained since this individual left the franchise, and his name's Kevin Garnett, and that franchise is the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are the worst sports franchise in American history and they will be moved to a new city in a decade or less. And here's why. Okay, let me let me give you the current Minnesota Timberwolves important stats. 32 years being a franchise in the National Basketball Association. 
They have a win percentage of 0.394. That's under 40% of their wins, and that is critically low. The Bucks in the NFL were close to them. In fact, they were slightly under at 3.93. But let me tell you, they have two championships, and the GOAT has walked through those halls, Mr. Tom Brady, TB12. So that kind of brings them out of the gutter. Minnesota Timberwolves have never had one championship. They have like two playoff wins in their entire history with only like nine playoff appearances. That's 28% of their total time in the league actually making the playoffs. And they can thank the vast majority of that to Kevin Garnett, who's one of the greatest players of all time. He's the one who I was talking about was from Udonis Haslam. And hey, he could have taken that hit to the jaw. Not not these yeah. sissies in the league now, but he could have taken that and given one right back. For so sure. If, Haslam would have brought it against him. That's a whole nother thing. So let me bring, I, I brought up the NFL now and the, the NBA, obviously they're, they're, they're the lowest of the low. And I will tell you that it was very exciting watching them in that 03, 04 uh, Western conference run with Kevin Garnett. It was important, but again, I'm going to switch some sports here now on you. Let's talk about the Arizona coyotes in the NHL, Arizona, a place with hockey in Arizona, a desert. They are better than them with a win percentage of .480. Let's go over to baseball to cover the big four. That's Padres, the scum of the MLB. You never hear about the Padres. They have a better win percentage at .462. So not only do they have the worst of the worst in win percentage across all big sports in America, they have zero championships to go along with it, and only one player who's ever actually gotten them even close so let's talk about money. The total net worth of the team is only $1.4 billion. I know it sounds there like a go. lot to poor guys like me and 30. you, but it, it's very poor. That's only slightly higher than the New Orleans Pelicans in the NBA at $1.35 billion, and they're a brand-ass new team. And then also Memphis at $1.3 billion. Now I'll tell you, New Orleans, like I said, is a new franchise, 15. and they've got a crazy team coming right now. They're going to be good in the next few years. Memphis, however, still sucking ass. Still has a higher win percentage of .418 and more playoff appearances with 10, and they've been in the league for less than 10 years. Minnesota is the worst sports team in American sports history. Okay. I complete uh, sports history. I'm having a little hard time. You made a great case to the point where I can't bring up another team. I want to say the Lions. Like, man, the Lions just suck. But uh, if you're saying they're, statistically they're not as bad as it felt, my childhood, then I'll trust. Like I'm, a, I'm gonna take that one. I'm gonna take an L on that. Like the Lions hurt me. I, that's personal. I'm gonna hold that with me. Okay. Yeah, but so, Barry Sanders literally being the goat brought them out of the gutter when they true, needed to. True. And not to mention, the, they also won a football championship. I believe it was the year before, the year or the the second year right before. Correct. The, the Super Bowl was a thing, so they were still in the same I believe, decent or league. Whatever. Yeah, it was right. It was it was right in that time period within five years. So they were winning championships. So but continue. So okay. The one thing that I thought was really interesting that and you ended up bring it up at the end and probably had to gloss over it, is they're about to get bought. So like when you started and said like, hey, they're gonna move within ten years, completely agree. They're about to get a new owner. Do you know who it I mean, I'm sure you looked it up now. Do you know who it is who's about to buy this team? Was it A Rod? Was it it's Alex Rodriguez's representative? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I thought now, so. Oh, great. A Yankee. Get a Yankee to buy the worst team. All, in all, in all, oh, great. So, here, and not even Jeter, what, not even the good one. Not even the good <laughs> Yankee. So here's what's funny about that, too, is for a while it took a, like, okay, like, negotiation, the 30-day whatever negotiation period they had. 
when they entered it, they had a higher evaluation than what they came out with. So, like, A-Rod was able to negotiate the team down. Like, <laughs> you're a sports team. Like, you should be easily a bill, like, easily. one bill, like, without a doubt. Like, easily. easily. A-Rod was just to be able to, was like, yeah, actually, you're, you, the only thing you have going for you is you have a sports team. Like, that is it. Like, you are yeah. not valuable yeah. at all. And you got no your players sometimes. That's about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes so you look I, like a live strong campaign. I could see it. Uh, man, the Sacramento Kings? Yeah, the, the Kings suck, but they, they've had so many good players, like Chris that's, Weber, that's... Mike Bibby. Like, it, I just feel like when I look back at the Kings, and they have a higher win percentage, and they have a higher okay. franchise win percentage. So, like, I don't know, Peja Stojakovic. Like, look, look back at the, at the money people that the Kings have had, and the Timberwolves didn't really luck into anybody until recently with getting Russell on, on discount because he, he yeah. busted everywhere else he went. And then they obviously have Carl Anthony Towns, but every other talented player who's ever walked through that locker room walked their ass Bye-bye. right back out to a real team. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. They, they straight up gave away Zach Levine for pennies in a washing machine. It's, it, mm-hmm. it, it's Monix from the Flint Tropics over here. Like, it's insane. <laughs> and then didn't they have uh, Kevin Love? Isn't that where Kevin Love came out of? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. And, and that was back so, when Kevin Love was putting up like 30 and 30. Double, double. Back when yep, he was yep. a monster. Amazing. Yep. And then no, he, that he, was to a, this uh... day, to this day, I think Kevin Love's the best inbounder I've ever seen. In his prime, when he was still Tubby Love, when he wasn't skinny, metrosexual Kevin Love, yeah. best inbounder of the basketball I've ever seen in my life. Good to know. Haven't never paid attention to that point of his game. Uh, Timberwolves suck. Yeah, I can. <laughs> they, uh, do. they do. I can get behind that. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't disagree with you on that. I'm, I tried to, but I just can't. Well, good. I'm glad. And like I said, I think the Bucks probably were until. The goat went over there, and that's why you can't hate him for it. That's why you can't hate it for him. But all right, bro. I think it's about time you uh, try to elevate me. Do you have something a little less popular than what I would say? Because I I do figure a lot of people are going to agree with me on the Minnesota take. What do you think? Yeah, less. uh, I mean, I don't know. I think people will disagree with you, but it's all going to be personal scorn. Like, no, my team sucked because they hurt me. But when you take that out of it, uh, it's a pretty good take. Okay, All right, dude. bro. Well, I, I think it's time you give me one of your good or probably shitty takes. What do you think? We'll see. It's I think it's a great take. I'm just I'm worried sure about time. All right. Well, then, you better get started right now. Ben Wallace is going to be in the Hall of Fame, which is great. I'm so happy. I remember back in the day, I was in middle school or high school, and they announced Ben Wallace Day back in like Michigan, right? So we're gonna have like a Ben. I thought it was the biggest thing in the world. I thought we we're all gonna Fear get the, the big wall. Exactly. I thought we we're gonna get froze. I thought there'd be parades every day this year. No, but it is great. He's in the Hall of Fame. An undrafted guy made it to the Hall of Fame. This is the dream of many. That's not elevated take there. That's just awesome facts that came out of my mouth. Here is the elevated take. Ben Wallace isn't the only Piston from the Gonna Work Pistons who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, okay? Now, let's let's get this going a little bit, okay? Uh, I love the Pistons. The Gonna Work Pistons. Today, Pistons, you can have them. But them Gonna Work Pistons are dear to my heart. The easiest case to be made is for Chauncey Billups, Okay. Let, let me just kind of like work that one 
through because I feel like I really don't have to try hard for that one to work. He's a five-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, 2004 champ, 2004 Finals MVP, and two times All-Defense. I didn't know he was All-Defense. Like, that's pretty good for him. I mean, and his nickname around the league and even broadcasting is Mr. Big Shot. How does that guy not get into the Hall of Fame? Seems like a no-brainer to me. The next one. Again, this could be personal preference, but I'm just going to say it. Rip Richard Richard Hamilton deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. None of these guys, none of these guys would have had the success they had if it wasn't for him. He played the game different than everyone else. And other people kind of like made the way for him to do that. But he's what you consider a slasher, a cutter. You know, he, he, I don't want to say created. He changed the way off the ball gameplay happened. He would set screens. He would set shots up. If he was, he was a great shooter. So if he's in the corner with a three, he's ready to shoot it. And they have to, the teams have to respect him. But he would also drive the lane. And then he'd drive the lane. He's got a wide open lane up. Oh, they collapse on him. He dishes it back out. Chauncey, Mr. Big Shot, wouldn't have made so many big shots if it wasn't for Richard Hamilton. Let's see if I got, I got some stats here, okay? He's a three-time, three-time All-Star. And he had, he was a 2004 NBA champion. He averaged throughout his entire career 17.1 points per game and a field goal percentage of 45. That's pretty good. You know, that's... Hall of Fame worthy, I would say. Um, the guy who I have a little bit of a harder time saying, but if you watch basketball, like the Hall of Fame is not the Hall of Scoring, okay? Rasheed Wallace deserves being the Hall of Fame. Strictly on the amount of eyes, eyes he got on the TV. People watched games for him. The Pistons needed him. Lie. The Pistons needed him. They needed an agitator. They needed a bad boy. The bad boy Pistons came back. You know what I mean? When he he came back, he created drama. And he was able to get those all-stars off their game by knocking them around a little bit. By getting technicals. But he also got the dirty rebounds. He played the game very well and played his role. And that's why I love him. So, I'm going to sum it up with, I ain't going to fight you on Tayshaun Prince. I, I got, I mean, he was a great Piston, but like, whatever. I, I, I can't make that battle. But, these guys deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm sure my time's up. What's your response? I, okay, I, I, when you first said other guys deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, I was afraid you were going to bring up Tayshaun, and I was going to have to rip you on a topic <laughs> that I also very much agree with you on. Because Tayshaun was great, but he was a space guy. He was a great defender because he had the wingspan of a pterodactyl. Yeah. He could sit out and hit corner threes when you needed to. He could rebound, and he could lock down on the perimeter. Like Tayshaun was a peace guy. You were 100% right with Rashid. He came from he came from a Portland Trailblazers team Correct. that like half their damn team ended up in jail one season back when like Zach Randolph <laughs> was a rookie. They were beating the shit out of everybody any chance that they could. Uh they they I think their nickname was the Jailblazers and then we got him after that debacle <laughs> and he he was he was the grit that we needed to take down the Hollywood Lakers in that 0304 season who were coming off a three-peat. So um where he where brought I the Detroit do... to Detroit. Yes, exactly. He, yes. And uh, 
where I, I kind of disagree with you personally, I was never a Chauncey Billups guy. I thought he threw the 04, 05 series against the Spurs where we could have repeated. I, I don't, I, I was like sixth grade at the time. For some reason, I just watched him play through that series and he just lost me on it. Even though he was Mr. Big Shot, he was clutch, had ice in his veins, could hit the, th- and he was really the only player other than Tayshon who could hit the three on a consistent basis on that team, which was killer in that time period in the NBA. If you had guys mm-hmm. who can consist- consistently knock down trays, you could be huge. But the, and you really, you really, you really laid it out really well because that's what made that team so incredible was that they just played off each other so well. And if their bench wasn't such garbage, I would almost take them against any team in the NBA, in NBA history. They were just such a yeah. perfect team. Now, what I will tell you is if you had to give me a choice from all five of those guys to put in the NBA uh, Hall of Fame, I would have to go Ben Wallace. Like, I, I was a Rip Hamilton guy, and I think the term you were looking for exactly from what or, uh, Rip Hamilton was able to do for that team, he was a pick-and-pop guy. He was the best pick-and-pop basketball player in that entire league, especially when he, he, would cut down, he would cut down to the base of the paint or come around on the wing baseline, come off a screen, turn around Jay at the top of the key or just inside the three, but top of the key on one of the corners. It was literally automatic. If he got that shot and you didn't have two guys on him, Rip was putting that cash down, and that's why he was my favorite player. But dude, he didn't shut down Shaquille O'Neal in the middle of his prime trying to get a trying to get his fourth chip. Like, uh, like you know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, he did he a six nine guy with a four foot fro took down arguably the greatest center of all time in his prime. Also, mm-hmm. while he's he's getting fed by Kobe. I want to say Derek Fisher was on that team. He might have come on later, but I'm pretty sure he was on that squad. Robert Ory, who has more championships. He's damn near Bill Russell of the modern age, Mm -hmm. although obviously not near as good or as influential as Bill Russell is. But but he's got them rings. He he got all the – I think he's got seven. I want to say Ory ended up with seven at the end of his career. But, yeah, dude, none of those guys shut down Shaq, and that's why he's in the hall. Yeah, no, Ben Wallace was great, and that's why I tried not to spend a lot of time on him, just because, like, I wanted to really make my case of Rip, and Chauncey's actually, I saw a list on NBA.com, and he's, like, the seventh guy next, like, they have, like, a ranking of who's yeah. gonna get in next, he's, like, seventh, and Rip Hamilton was, like, 11th, and yep. I'm not gonna bring up Sheed, because, you know, whatever, I'm not gonna bring that up, he was pretty yeah. far down there, but he he's deserves to be He's also, like, the Terrell there. Owens of the NBA, like, he'll, he'll yeah. get screwed until he's not, right? <laughs> But if you would ask me any time up until Luca entered the league, like who I model my game, my personal basketball game after, it's Rip Hamilton. Yep. Like in my eyes, he is the ideal basketball player. He is who I would want to be as a basketball player. Drive to the lane, get has a have a nice layup package, can shoot the three when need to be, but doesn't have to just like I don't survive. I don't get my paycheck off the three. And also yep. just a team player. Setting picks, passing the ball. Rip was a great passer. Absolutely. So I, I think, uh, I think he, I really think Chauncey and uh, Rip will get in there. Sheed, I, so. I doubt it, but like that's why I want to make the case for Sheed because you don't real if, if you weren't alive during that time, you don't understand how much he meant to that team and Huge. to the game and Huge. to the game. No, for years and years after that 04 Pistons team won the won the championship, kids would stand and if if they got a foul that they didn't think they'd get, ball don't lie. Ball don't yeah. lie. 
That was Rasheed Wallace, baby. He started that entire thing. And we were just talking about how big the three was in the early to mid-2000s. Sheed could hit the three. He had one of the best turnaround Jays in the game because he was so long. Nobody in the league could block it other than Ben Wallace, and he was on his squad. So, like... (laughs) So I don't get me wrong. I loved Sheed. In fact, he was he, other than Rip. He was my favorite player on that on that team. But as just a basketball fan and lover, what Wallace was able we, there's so many Wallaces. What Big Ben was able to do to Shaq to me is why he made it in ahead of those guys. But hey, you, I, I'm with you. I, I think that was a great take. I love to hear it. Anything about that that era of Pistons is fantastic. Love Shout it. out Larry Brown. Shout out Larry Brown. Couldn't make SMU work, but you sure did for the Pistons. So thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so that was my take. Uh, be sure to go on the website at, elevated, at elevatedtakes.com and vote for it. Check out our articles and hit us up. Submit your own article. Be really cool to read Hell it. Yeah. Are you ready Y'all, you for got, our you, you got you to gotta vote. You, you got to go on the website and vote because how am I supposed to convince RJ that my opinions are always better than his, which we all know mm, they are, if you don't go and show time. So I'd please go www.elevatedtakes.com. And click that shady, shady's take that you agree with. Click that submit button so I can prove to him that. But you wanted to move yeah. on, Mr. RJ? What we, what we got coming? Yeah. What, what's the so, segment for today? This is a segment that we're going to be calling, Are You Kidding Me? Are You Kidding Are Me? Are You Kidding Me? Are You All Kidding right. Me? All right. What, is that, what does that entail? What, 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 what is uh, Are You Kidding Me, RJ? Are you kidding me? So listen here, fellas. I live in Texas, Okay. And I'm just sitting at my desk. I'm talking to people. We talking about baseball and stuff. And they're like, yeah, you know, we go down the Rangers game and get our peanuts and Dr. Pepper. And, you know, then we just, you know, I'm like, hold on, wait, what you talking about? What? Peanuts not. Okay. What's that got to do with the story? Well, you know, you take, you take the Dr. Pepper, you, you open it up a little bit, take a couple of swigs out of it, you know, then you put a couple of peanuts in your doctor. I'm like, hold what? You said what? Are you kidding me? What are you saying? Are you kidding me? They put peanuts These in the people Dr. down Pepper? here. Yes. And like, oh, it's great. You should try it. Oh, my God, it's great. You could even try it in Coke. Hell no. That's crazy. Are you kidding me? That's crazy, Texas. What are you doing? Are you kidding what, me? What is this? That's crazy. It's got to be the I'd salt, rather, right? It's got to be the salt. Got to be the salt. Like the salt. I'd, ra- I'd rather put brisket in my Dr. Pepper than a freaking peanut. Well, I mean, hey, now, I'll put Texas brisket in damn near anything. I'll put Texas brisket in chocolate. I'll put Texas brisket in my popcorn. (laughs) That shit's just poutine. You ever have brisket poutine? It'll change your life. You got to get get, get down to to Deep Ellum, have you some some brisket poutine. It'll, like I said, change your life. But are you kidding me? Peanuts in the Dr. Pepper? That's that's out of this world, man. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. But But I'm going to try it. Well, I mean, you got to at this point, right? <laughs> no, how, how at can this you, point, we got to try it. How can this even be a take if you can, if you don't try it? <laughs> uh, I will. What I will say is I, what I just said about brisket, because I lived in Dallas for a little bit. They do drink Dr. Pepper like it's the holy water. Oh, my God. Like they, it's, it's nothing to them. It's orange juice in the morning. It's coffee before 10 a.m. It's, it's air thing to them down there. You go to Whataburger, yeah, no. you don't get a Dr. Pepper. Oh, you on. get shorted on fries. I'll tell you that right now. They ain't giving you all those so, fries. If if you if you don't know what a burger is, let me just say this. It's like one of the only places in the United States, probably besides seven eleven, where you can get a Dr. Pepper slushy. Okay. Ooh. Like that's how Texas Ooh. it is. You can get yourself a Dr. Pepper smoothie, slushy, milkshake, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Oh, yeah. And guess what? And you can get it's it pretty, and you can get it at tasty. three AM. 
And you can get it at oh, 3 a.m. All the time. You can get it at 6 a.m. if you want. And their machines aren't mo- broken. This ain't McDonald's. No. No, <laughs> sir. all day no, long. No, sir. You go to I McDonald's and be like, hey, our ice cream machine's broken. You're like, are you kidding me? I'm, I'm taking my ass to Whataburger. Are you kidding me? And guess what? Whataburger is there for you all the time. Oh, they deli- yeah. Whataburger. Gotta love Whataburger. Shout yeah. out to you, Whataburger. We're not sponsored, yes, but we'd like to be. Sh- ship us some of those Whataburger oh and fries, God. baby. <laughs> I'd kill. Could I'd kill you for it. imagine? You know, Could you imagine? <laughs> you know a funny story about Whataburger? Uh, Go right I, ahead. I think it, I want to say it was up until like about uh, when the internet got in, like immensely popular, probably around like 2010, 2011. Um, detectives in texas i want to say it was either houston or the austin area they were using whataburger table markers to mark evidence at crime scenes you can get you can go and research it check this out it wasn't until people found it on the internet that they were like oh shit boys we got to stop this this isn't, this isn't good uh, but they to save money they were literally taking the little place the the order markers that you get from whataburger and place on the corner of your table so the server can come bring it to you because hey there's service down there in Texas. You ain't you ain't waiting for nothing. You go sit down. You start sipping on that Dr Pepper. They're gonna bring you that burger real quick. Yes, so sir. they used to take those straight up. Mark. Oh, all right. Well, she's the placenta is over here. Let's put this over here. This blood splatter <laughs> okay. over here. Number forty five. Take your order, please. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to the Texas police who decided that was a good idea because that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's pretty great. But that was. Uh, are you kidding me? I love it. I love that segment, bro. That was that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I thought I was, yeah. uh, was I had more fun with that than I thought I was going to. I got in an accident and everything. Had a little fun hey, there. Hey, you know it happens. I, I think the the closest thing that I ever got to drop or like having peanuts in my in my Dr Pepper is I was at a uh, I was down at American Airlines and we uh, were watching the Dallas Stars game. It was a hockey game. Okay. Uh, they they scored they scored on a penalty. I had some popcorn. Flew into my buddy Matt's beer. And I look over, and he's sipping the beer with the popcorn. And he goes, it's not that bad. And I was like, whatever, <laughs> dude. You're stupid. So I took some popcorn. I dropped it in my, I dropped it on in there in my lager. And he was right. It wasn't that bad. So maybe there is merit to these crazy, crazy Texans doing crazy, crazy We'll crazy. try it. And once I try it, I'll let you all know. Because, I mean, it just it doesn't make sense to me. No. It just doesn't. Maybe it softens up the peanut shell, makes it a little easier to break. You get the real peanut in there, get the saltiness. Well, I don't hey, know. Like, there's some science you, here, maybe. Do you take off the shell and then put it in there? I don't know. Ooh, that's a good... Hey, uh, to any Texan out there who knows the proper methodology behind dropping the peanut <laughs> in the Dr. Pepper, please hit up us on the website and let us know the proper procedure before RJ kills himself with some sharp shells. <laughs> please. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> All right, but but no, I love well, that. We're definitely gonna have to do. One. I'm gonna have to come up with. A, Are you kidding me? Myself. Once I see some bullshit, I'll have to. I'll have to come yeah. up with one. All right. Well, this was a pretty. I had fun with this episode. Yeah, uh, this is a good episode, ladies and gentlemen. If you could go to the Twitter and follow us at Elevated Takes, we're constantly tweeting stuff out, interesting stuff that's not necessarily on the podcast. That'll be cool. And then, uh, obviously. I mean, it goes without saying. Check out the YouTube Elevated Takes. Like and subscribe. We love our YouTube following, and we do this for you guys. Click the bell, Shout get notifications. Y'all. Shout out to everyone who hit that bell, because I know you're watching this, and you're like, man, I got to try me some Dr. Pepper and peanuts. That sounds pretty good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think RJ basically said it all so eloquently, as he always does. Last thing I'll say here, like I always do, life is pretty crazy. 
you know, the, the crypto market crash just happened again. Hopefully she rises up out of there. Hopefully you bought when you were supposed to buy. But if you didn't and you're feeling down, go to the website. Hit us up. Always go to www.elevatedtakes.com. Reach out if you need anybody to talk to. Because like I always say, even if your take isn't elevated, that doesn't mean it's not important. Thank you all for listening. Have a good night. Deuces. Deuces.